Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Pegan. Pegan, how's your day going? It's going good. How's yours? Very well. We just got off a very exciting weekend with Michelle Belanger's house, Keperu. They did their astral uh-huh. gather for 2021, and it was beautiful. Three days full of amazing events, uh, amazing speakers. We got to participate, do a live interview with Michelle and Illyria at the end of Saturday night, which was super fun. I don't know about you, but I just had an absolute blast with it all. I had so much fun talking to them. And it was so nice to actually, like, we've talked to Illyria over text, Mm -hmm. but we've never actually gotten to do a voice chat with her. So that was so much fun to actually get down and talk with her. And I have to admit that Illyria is so freaking, like, her energy is, like, cute as a button. I'm just like, I want to hug you. Literally. I don't even get, like, oh, it was, she's a wonderful soul. So agreed. And Michelle, I mean, she dropped some really unexpected compliments on us that just touched my soul that night. Like, I don't know. It just meant the world to me. So to Michelle and Illyria, thank you so much. To the whole house, Keperu staff and and organization crew that put the whole thing together. It went off without a hitch. Um, We are double checking on this. We both think that you could still buy those tickets. So if you're interested, you can try and go to uh, Keperu. Is Keperu.org? Let me do this on the side. Yes, Keperu.org and go to the Gather. And I believe you can potentially still buy a ticket. I'm not 100% on this. We're still checking with Keperu staff about this. But I think you can because once you do that, then you will actually get access to all of those classes and get to see everything that was amazing. Exactly so, that. So much great information and knowledge that was just dropped in three days. Exactly. And we are, so we're, we're going to get an answer for everyone on the, the question. Um, they did a great job in archiving all of the presentations. Mm-hmm. So they have them all. And like we said, we think that they said it's going to be open to people that want to buy tickets beyond. There is an email. Like if you go to their, uh, like Peggy was saying, it's keperu.org. If you go to gather, there is an email um, so if you are really eager, probably just reach out to them there before you buy a ticket. I mean, we'll, we'll hopefully come back to you with an answer because we are going to try to do a recap in the future and also potentially drop a little extra interview here and there for you guys. We really spent a lot of time today and planned out August. We've got some great seances coming if you're interested in that. Today, we're going to be talking to you a little bit more about, uh, well, we're going to talk about Ouija boards and demons and Everything in between, it's going to be a very relaxed fit and just off the cuff sort of thing with our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting settled into the new house. I got an amazing Ouija board in the mail from the Modern Witch Crew. So Mystic Dream, uh, I think it's mysticdream.com. Uh, Chaz and, and Devin, all of those amazing people that we love so much. Storm, uh, Matt Orn spoke at Keperu there. That, oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. just been such a fun time. And now that I got this Ouija board, it's going to have to go and be put into use. But that's what we want to talk about is <laughs> the certain fears around these things. We're also going to be tying in a little bit of Kiki Dombrowski's uh, A Curious Future, a handbook of unusual divination and unique oracular techniques i hope i'm saying that correct oracular i think that's right ocular? I, I keep saying ocular ocular i don't <laughs> so, know you're probably maybe right. it is oracular, oracular. either way I it's a beautiful try. book you guys should check it out i don't know how to words ocular always makes me think of like eyes oracle oracular i don't know kiki help <laughs> I'll, I'll have to ask kiki when she comes by the witchy corner on the 13th yeah so i'll have to ask her officially how do you say this word because <laughs> Let's face it, the English language is constantly changing, and it's difficult for even native speakers to speak. Oh, gosh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, to anyone that's trying, yeah, we, we credit you. Uh, so, <laughs> Pegan, I know you want to tell some stories today. So do you oh, want to go goodness, ahead? Yes. I've got a little passage. Maybe I should just read them this little passage out of Kiki's book to start. Read the passage this- first, and then we'll talk a little bit about Ouija boards, the different types of Ouija boards. And... Um, our experiences with Ouija boards and demons. And we'll talk about a little more on demons as well. So yeah. I think that's it. Our, so we'll, our game plan. We'll have this link to in the podcast description and uh, probably up on the blog. So revelatornetwork.com if you want to grab yourself a copy of this book. 
just taking from one of these paragraphs, it says the most famous of spirit boards is the Ouija, which has been the topic of speculation and scary stories since its creation. The Ouija was invented by Elijah Bond and Washington Bowie, who created Kennard Novelty Company to make and market the boards in 1890. The name of the board itself was conjured through a mediumship session with Helen Peters. Uh, that would be Bond's sister-in-law. She claimed to have the word given to her when she asked about the meaning of Ouija. The response was, good luck. The board was a success, <laughs> marketed as both an entertaining toy and a mystifying tool for communication with spirits. It goes on in the book to um, talk about the the pros and cons of Ouija boards. And I think that's what we're going to get into a little bit off of our personal experiences. Because, again, I got a copy and I played around with them in my youth. So I've got some experience. But, Peggy, where do you want to go with this now that we set up a little background? Oh, we're going to go back about 15-ish, 20-ish years. God, closer to 20 years um, to my freshman year of college. I was a Christian, and I say Christian with quotations because of the fact that I was playing around with witchcraft. I was exploring it because I was in college and I didn't have mom and dad there to you know keep me in line. So uh, I had a really good friend who had a spirit board. Um, it was not a traditional, I think it, it was, I don't even remember. I know it was a spirit board, but it had different types of yes, no's, maybe's, uh, and a couple of other wordings as well, as well as the letters. And of course, as young teenagers do, we decided to light some candles and play with it. And my roommate was supposed to join us, but she actually had to work. And so she decided to just go back to our dorm and after her shift ended at midnight. And me and my friends uh, were playing with this Ouija board and, you know, just asking who was there. And interestingly enough, for those of you who know your Bible, it said that Job came through, Job Ooh. from the Bible. So I'm just like, Job, oh, why would Job? Like my Christian brain was telling me Job would not be contacting us because Job is in heaven. Why would Job be contacting us? And then like the experience got very eerie and very creepy. And it was just saying words like death and all sorts of other stuff. And by the time we were genuinely freaked out, my friend who was sitting across from me uh, said that her neck was getting really, really hot. And like, I was like, do you want me to open the window? And she was like, yeah, go ahead. And I opened the window, the candles went out. So we turned the lights on and she had three scratch marks across her neck. Oh, she hadn't actually like touched her neck. Like she just kind of stuck her hand up there to feel it. And she's like, it's really hot and it feels like it's burning. And we were sufficiently freaked out. Immediately, we did not actually close the board. We just put it back in the box and decided to go to bed because I was staying at her house at night. And the next morning, my roommate calls me and tells me about a terrifying experience that she had in her dorm room. And I'm like, okay. And she tells me that she woke up and all of our dorm rooms, we had a thermostat and the thermostat could not go below 64 degrees. And it couldn't go above 85 degrees. It was preset. Mm -hmm. Her thermostat dropped all the way down to 37 degrees and oh. then completely shut off. Now, you could shut it off, but she said, like, the number, the digital numbers on it, like, freaked out and, like, went up and down a couple of times. And then it just shut off. She got sufficiently freaked out. And from there, decided that she was going to just go stay in her boyfriend's dorm and leave. She couldn't open the door. The door locks from the inside, but she couldn't open the door. The door was locked. So she kept trying to unlock it, and it wouldn't unlock. She couldn't actually do it. She tried to go through the bathroom into my room to leave through my room. She couldn't get the bathroom door open. So she was genuinely freaked out, tried to grab her dorm phone, her, her cordless phone at the time. You know, this was yeah. before cell phones were a really big thing. <laughs> um, and tries to call her boyfriend to come and help her to get the RA to come open the door. And the phone won't connect. It's just dead. Uh, she can turn the lights on so there's power. And she said that it just felt like there was something in the room with her and she heard growling. And so she grabs her cell phone, eventually gets through to her boyfriend. Her boyfriend comes and he literally just turns the doorknob from the outside and opens the door. Leaves, huh. Goes to stay with her boyfriend tells me about the scenario and had no idea what my friend and I had experienced 
while playing with the Ouija board. She didn't even know that we had played with the Ouija board. Like it was just something that we didn't plan. We were just all going to hang out and we were going to drink, but we actually didn't drink that night. We decided to play with the Ouija board instead. So it was a very interesting experience. We did play with it a couple more times and had a couple more interesting experiences. Do I think that we came in contact with a demon? Potentially. But I do think that we came on in contact with something that was of the not so great sites side of things. I think that this thing definitely did not have our best intents when it came through. I have no idea what it was, but it was very interesting. And looking back, I'm just like, hmm. And I did stay away from Ouija boards after like the two other experiences that were, it had a lot more negative experience with that. And the previous experience probably tainted it, but I didn't play with them for the longest time. I was actually terrified of them. So... There is my one of my stories with that. So there you go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I as well had my first experience playing with a Ouija board when I was in college. Um, and I, the the thing is, I've I've never been one to probably because of growing up in this house and having s- spooky encounters of my own. I've not been one to be afraid of anything from the other side for a very very long time because. I, I guess my motto is like, if you've got the energy to be scary, great. Come and come and hang out with me. Like I, I'm desperate to talk to stuff from the other side. So if you could be scary, uh, I guess that's if that's what you have to do. Come and we can have tea together or whatever. And so when we were in college, we got I think it was two separate Ouija boards. I, we actually had better luck with the pre-manufactured one. Someone got like a glow in the dark one from Spencer's. Uh, versus like we had a more handcrafted style one someone picked up like an arts festival or something of that sort um, that like had a glass top to it and it just had no no real connectivity that we noticed with it but in playing with the Ouija board we tried to do all of the wrong things and that's kind of why we're talking about this today because there's a lot of stink on Twitter telling people to be super Mm -hmm. afraid of all this stuff which goes really against how you and I think about this. So a little bit of background as well. Kiki points this out in her book. There's, there's two different schools of thought when it comes to spirit boards. One being that you are talking to something from the other side, like Pagan said, the, the more scientific version people rely on, this is used to debunk the board, is to say it's the ideomotor effect that you're um, subconsciously moving the planchette around. Now, our friends, the New Kirks, mm-hmm. really bridge it for me because they think that the idea is the idiomotor effect is what's important. And actually, in the interview that we had with Michelle Belanger the other day, she recounted a story of psychically, um, kind of astrally, trying to move a Ouija board planchette for someone that was asking her to. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it brings up a lot of interesting questions. But again, my nowadays thought is people need to be able to see the planchette. It is relying on your body moving things around, but it is most importantly that there is some energy that's then trying to speak through you and make that movement happen. And this is where, again, I I think some of, we're we're definitely going to get into some good conversations about how to uh, take care of yourself in this way and and use a Ouija board successfully. Uh, In our, you know, trying to do it all wrong, we, of course, tried to speak to demons. And in that case... (laughs) I got this really nice demon on the other end who called herself Amanda, which is a very modern name because she said she was, I think, 4,000 years old or something like that. And so I was like, Amanda's a very modern name. I don't think you had that back then, but okay. So uh, we <laughs> ended up speaking to Amanda demon is what we called her. And uh, she just wanted to make friendship bracelets out of my friend's intestines. And I never ended up getting a friendship bracelet. So I guess the worst case <laughs> of the encounter was that I was ghosted, maybe. Oh, she did You say, were ghosted. <laughs> yeah, I was ghosted by a demon, apparently. She did say that I had... This is something I forgot about for a long time. But she did say I had a bunch of demons protecting me uh, all my life, which I thought that was very interesting and very nice. But see, again, I come at this from a whole different school of thought because I'm like, well, maybe chalk it up to me being a gay guy in the Christian church, like really having it out for gay people. So I'm like not looking for any of their guardian angels like, ah, no, thanks. I know you guys are trying to kill me. So if the demons are looking out for me, that that'd be at least better. Thank you. So, um, yeah, that was a little bit. I, it was a very interesting encounter. 
My one friend uh, out of the group said she thought she had her chair like rocking that night in her room. Like we had these really almost dangerous college chairs that you know they're like desk chairs sort of but they did rock backwards stupidly so you could always fall over in them (laughs) and uh so she she said that that thing moved her chair in the middle of the night and I, i don't know if that was real she might have just imagined that too but overall our attempts to really mess with it did not have any bad effects we did the whole thing where you're like not supposed to let the planchette spin on the board. And uh, we did that. And it was actually really interesting because the planchette will spin real fast. And I don't know if that's just centrifugal force at play or if Ouija boards are super weird or how that, you know, if maybe it was energy coming through it. But I thought that was kind of fun. We did the thing where you're not supposed to go through like the alphabet backwards on it, yada, yada. And what I've learned is most all of that, in my opinion, is just a lot of lore surrounding the board. And and I don't know. That's kind of where I come from is that a lot of the things that you hear about what not to do for the Ouija board don't really track back to much of meaning. So I think. Have you done any of those weird things yourself, Pagan? I So interestingly enough, um, I think it's so funny that you have demons protecting you because I had a, I want to say it was like a Native American medicine man. Like he he was somebody who was from the tribe and like we were friends with them. Um, But he did tell me when I was in high school, he was like, you have a demon, like a legit demon. He doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to actually watch over you. And I'm like, as a Christian child, I was genuinely freaked out. Genuinely. And I'm like, okay. And I will even tell you guys his name. His name is Mortimer. Um, Cute. But he, I I remember like seeing him as a child and he like, he, the, the man that I, who told me this, he was like, this is how you've seen him. This is where you've seen him. Like told me stuff that I had never told anyone. Oh, wow. Like genuinely because out of the fact that growing up Christian, if you told somebody this, they would put you in a nut house. Yeah. That's how I grew up. So it's okay. I, I'm totally fine now. I'm cool with seeing demons now. It's fine. But, so Mortimer was always there and he was always there. And one of my other spirit guides, I do think he might be closer to a demon than a spirit. Hmm. I don't know what he is. He's never spoken. Like I genuinely have never seen him with a mouth, um, but he's very tall oh. and he wears a top hat. I do not even know his name because he does not speak. Um, but he is very protective of me. So I've seen him since I was a kid. And I've also seen this other <laughs> demon as a kid. And when this man told me all this, I was just like, how do you know that? Like, genuinely, how do you know that? And he was just like, because I see him too. And he's told me how he's appeared to you. And he's Mortimer. like, it's not a bad thing. He's not here to hurt you. And I'm like, okay. So I, I don't know if he was actually a demon. Um, but the interesting thing is I have seen so much stuff now in, you know, our quest for knowledge since we've started this show and, mm-hmm. you know, talking with um, people like Michelle and other individuals. I've definitely seen that when it comes to demons, I feel like they are so bastardized and tried to be forced into this negative box when they aren't and they're more neutral and i I feel like they're a lot more like i guess you could put them in a humanistic box where just like humans we can be good or evil but we're technically neutral because we have both within us it's what we choose to be so, you know, you're Amanda Demon that wanted to make friendship bracelets. Uh, that was so, like, beautiful. And, you know, the fact that it was out of your friend's intestines. But, you know, either way, I still find that Art extremely humorous and amazing. Um, it's one of those things that I think it's how we approach them and what we do with it. So I'm not saying go out and hunt a demon. Definitely not. I'm definitely saying that when it comes to demons, I don't think that we should put them in the Christian box of everything is evil. I think like all spiritual entities, whether it be Bigfoot, Mothman, or just, you know, the ghost that likes to hang out in your closet named Steve, we should all treat them with respect, the same respect that we would want to be treated with ourselves. Very much agree. And you and I, right before we're talking about um, Ed and Lorraine Warren and how we we have a 
a disliking for for the damage they've done to the modern psyche that was a conversation i was having with my mother um she came over to mm-hmm. check on the house and stuff when i moved in and we had a conversation we went out to grab some lunch and i was like you know if those guys hadn't if ed and lorraine had just not existed if they if they poof out of the american psyche i really don't think we'd be at the stage that we are with this fear around these objects we actually heard a really good conversation just the other day at uh, Keperu, where someone was doing mm-hmm. what was called a haunted doll tea party. And she was talking about yep. um, Annabelle and how Annabelle the doll has all these negative connotations put on her by the Warrens. And one of her comments, which is a very rational, I like fully believe this, is if we're to believe that Annabelle had such negative energy that she could actually hurt people, why the heck would you put her on display so she could hurt more people? And that exactly is the problem right there, because that's true. If you're a good ethical investigator and you find something that's actually hurting people, which I mean, again, I, I would have a lot of questions for you before we ever say it's actually hurting someone. But um, if you truly believe that, you're not going to put it on display and take it to events and hurt people with it. Like, that's just that's just the opposite of being a good ethical human. <laughs> um, it's, I wish the audience see how emphatically i am nodding with you and saying yes and we mentioned the new kirks a minute ago i mean they talk about this too where they had a, a an artifact that they thought was causing some chaos and so what they do they took it out of the rotation of going to events because it just that's not good that's you know if it's hurting people take it away and don't let it have the opportunity to do that now, I got a lot of, I mean, I come at this a lot from the it's coming from our own mind sort of thing. And that might deflate the paranormal to a lot of people. But in, in my world, it actually opens more doors than it closes. Because I think that I think that the most powerful thing you do have is your conscious or maybe more particular, your subconscious mind. Which gets me to the idea of you're going to reap what you sow. I think I talked about this in our last uh, recording. We did our little catch up. But just the idea that if you are surrounding yourself with negative media in any way, so like let's say you're just binging um, scary things and you're you're making yourself afraid with them. I think when you're making that fear, don't be surprised if that's the only thing you get back as a response. I it just seems pretty obvious to me in that way. It's kind of like that idea if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you go out into the world and you're really grumpy to the cashiers and whoever else you're dealing with, don't be surprised if everyone's really rude to you back because you're just bringing bad crap to the table, like whatever it is, whether you're just making snotty remarks or you're, you know, making grumpy faces or like whatever it is. Again, we we, we attract what we throw out there, especially when we're dealing with people. So why would it be different with spirits? And I, I completely agree with that so much. So I think a big part of it is too, it doesn't matter what we're dealing with. Like it, I find that, you know, kind of bridging from demons to Bigfoot that if you go out into the woods with guns and you're taking the gun to quote unquote, protect yourself from Bigfoot, but you're going to investigate Bigfoot and Bigfoot throws a tree branch at you. Well, that's Bigfoot's weapon. And you took a gun to that, meeting that's kind of pretty threatening energy and so i think when it comes to whatever we deal with if you come at it from a point of respect and that's one of the things with the warrens the warrens never came into anything with respect yeah ever it didn't matter if it was a spirit an elemental fey demon bigfoot it didn't matter what it was to them it was evil because it was against god the christian god And (laughs) to that point, I feel like we have come across now with so many individuals in the paranormal scene. um, There's some very big names and very big shows out there that still label everything as evil if it throws something at you or demonic if you just feel a heavy presence. Nobody ever stops to take the time to say, maybe they're throwing a rock at you because that's the only way they know how to communicate. Yeah. It's the only way for them to say, I'm here. I want to talk, but I can't get past the barrier of the veil. I don't have the energy or the know-how to do it. Find a way to meet me in the middle. Maybe it's throwing rocks. Maybe it's, 
you know, you put out four rocks and, you know, one is yes, one is no, one is maybe, and the other one's fuck off. Move whichever one that happens to be. And that's how you communicate with them. Don't just say, oh, I have a spirit box and you need to use your energy to manipulate it. They may not know how. That's a very they may not even know what it is. solid point, because I remember hearing that um, even with something less aggressive, but like hair tugging or people mm-hmm. being touched, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going into these spaces trying to get communication. And yet as soon as a spirit does what it's asked to do, which is kind of manifest in one one way or another, people then start freaking out like, ah, touch me. It must be a demon. It's like, but you just asked for communication. Like you're giving you the investigator in that case are giving terribly, terribly mixed signals to folks. And I I think like you said earlier, we need to be much, much more reasonable in how we're classifying these encounters. I I think Katie Webb spoke about this in the um, ethical investigating episode that we did with her, that interview, Mm -hmm. which you should definitely go listen to if you haven't already. But Katie did say, um, you know, when she first went out there, she was way more open to sort of stuff like yeah hey you can touch me blah 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 but now she's reined it in and you know she has different boundaries because as a human you evolve through your investigations so i think there's also something to be said about uh, like asking and setting those intentions too but that is where it goes back to that idea for me of like what what energy are you bringing to the table because if you're bringing the intent to get fear i think you're going to manifest some type of fear I think that's what you're going to attract. Like, again, if you're if you're binging, not to say that scary movies are bad. I'm not telling people I don't I don't want this to come across like I'm preaching the uh, the kind of the church's word of like, stay away from all scary movies. Not at all. But my thing is, are, are you watching scary movies to become terrified and then try and talk to things? Or are you watching scary movies because they're fun and that's your happy place? Because if it's the latter, I would say hallelujah. If you're doing the former where you're just amping up your own fear and then going into situations. Again, you know what you're going to get. You're not going to get happy. Go. I mean, I think you're going to get something spookier just by the luck of the draw. And that could just be down to your interpretation of it. Again, is that thing where I guess my mindset dips between like psychology, it dips between spirituality and also the very, very uncommon common sense. Like, again, if you're going out there making people's day more miserable, don't don't expect them to treat you with just smiles and wishing well to you. I mean, people are going to be snotty back. So I think a lot should go into these conversations about your intent. And, and, and intent's a big word in the community. I know a lot of people say intent's not everything. Some people think intent is everything. I'm somewhere, again, in the middle. I, I think intent is arguably mm-hmm. the most important thing, but I don't think the buck ends there exactly i think there's potentially more to it than that i mean you can go in so here's where intent is one of those things where it's good and bad you can go in with the intent of i want to communicate with something but you also go in with the same attitude of i am bigger better and i'm going to just yell and scream at you to get what i want yes you go in with that intent to communicate with something and something does communicate with you it scratches you because Basically, think of it this way. When we've talked about this a lot with the ethical investigating, and I want to always go back to this because of the fact that there's so many big names out there in the paranormal universe. And I'm not talking about the circles that we run in, I'm talking about bigger circles that, you know, on paranormal TV, like Travel Channel, um, that happen to go into places and they yell and scream and they're like, communicate with me. And then they get scratched. And they immediately jump to it's evil. I don't think, I would very much say probably, in my opinion, 80% of the things that they are interacting with are not evil. They're just annoyed as hell that somebody is in their space screaming at them to Uh, get them to communicate. Yes, I think that's big. If they were human, if those individuals were human spirits or even just human beings on the same plane and you walk up to somebody and you're like, talk to me, tell me your life story, that person can be like, I don't know you from anybody. Fuck off, dude. Really? I'm sorry, but no, that's not how we communicate with individuals on this plane. So why would we go into the try to communicate with spirits in the same, you know, in the very hostile way? Why would we do that? We shouldn't be doing that. 
Yet it's become the norm. And I think a part of that has started with going back to the Warren. The Warren saying everything is evil and we have to evict everything in the name of God and make it all go away. This is the same. We share the same space. We share a spiritual space with them. Why would we want to kick out something that was basically there before you? You can still have a spiritual ghosty roommate and be just fine. I have plenty. We get along great. I think I That's think my two. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> completely agree. And there's a lot of different conversations and like ways to branch this out because not again, not mm-hmm. not to just dump on Christianity so much these days, but I think I think good-hearted Christians, I have a good couple of them that I've become friends with on Twitter that are very vocal about this, that they're very offended by the way that current, their fellow peers are, are acting these days. I mean, especially yes. in COVID times, America, right? That, you know, you said that's not how we're, we're, we interact with people on this plane. Unfortunately, uh, we got a lot of people that are right wing in this country that very much do think that's the way we should talk to people, right? Like we were just having the conversation about anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers earlier. And it's really disturbing because that has become the new way for their style of communication, which is, I don't like what you have to say, so I'm going to get up in your face and yell at you about it, which tends to be the exact motto that we see with the demon investigators. And then go figure that a lot of the time, those same people that are out there yelling at demons go on Twitter and they spread dangerous, dangerous anti-vax conspiracy. So I know that's going to make some of our listeners upset, but here's the thing. If you're upset, are you one of those people doing that? Like really take some time right now. Like, are you upset because we're talking about you and you're upset with yourself? Again, I think this is all in a loop. When I tweeted about the, the Ouija board thing the other day on Twitter, I said, you know, Ouija boards are toys. Go out and have fun with them. But mm-hmm. here's the question to ask yourself. What traumas are you ignoring in your life and perpetuating today? Because I think that's so, so much of it. I think, first of all, we all have trauma. I don't think anyone is immune to it. Everyone's had some sort of really nasty experience in your life. If you haven't had a nasty experience at least once, uh, I would think that you actually have and you're just not being honest with yourself and maybe you're even hiding it from your conscious brain so see for me it all continues to loop back around denial is real first of all let's talk let's talk a second about that denial is extraordinarily real uh we can't tell when we're denying things hence why it's called denial that's why you usually get a therapist to work through a lot of that with you but when we go and try and communicate with spirits, and like you said, when we're bringing that negative energy to the, the board or whatever it is, the spirit box, spirit board, whatever, it doesn't shock me that you're going to get something nasty. So again, how are you treating other people in your daily life? We, I think we talked about this with aliens the other day. Tenny, our good friend John Tenny, put up a tweet. It was something to the effect of, hey, if you don't believe in LGBT rights and and you uh, are against race theory and all this sort of stuff, what makes you think that aliens are ever going to want to have any communication with you? And go figure, Mm -hmm. a lot of people became salty turds over it, but they're very much outing themselves, too. And I don't need to be accusatory in saying that. Um they outed themselves very clearly in their responses like gay people and black people have totally equal rights and everything's fine in their lives oh boy okay buddy you don't really know what's going on that's and you're not trying to learn either you're being dismissive and you know using it as kind of a weapon to say that i'm holier than thou and i should have a connection with aliens and yada 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 Uh, for anyone that's listening in they're like i have no idea what you're talking about go look up john tenney's tweet it's it's got a lot of uh, traction to it but I don't know. I think that if people are trying to have a good communication with the other side in whatever form they think it's taking the phenomena, whether it's aliens, Bigfoot, ghosts, or maybe all one and the same, maybe you're just trying to actually talk to yourself. If you're cruel about it, I think it's going to be cruel back. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing, too, what you said on Twitter the other day about what traumas are you holding on to? really did resonate with me, especially someone coming from a Christian who is now a witch, a practicing witch. There is still a lot of trauma and what I call Christian PTSD um, that is associated with a lot of my behaviors towards even Ouija boards. And so Ouija boards, for me, for the longest time, I would not touch them. I wouldn't even go near them. I, I 
I told my husband and he agreed with me because he also has the same fear or did um, that you do not touch Ouija boards. They don't come into the house. They are portals, blah, blah, yada, yada. That was not coming from a spiritual brain. That was coming from the Christian PTSD brain that somebody said that if you touch this, you're going to be inhabited by a demon and you're going to die. I mean, not to sound dramatic, but that's exactly sure. what I actually had a preacher tell me. So 100%, it is one of those things that I think that no matter what tool you're using, spirit box, pendulum, tarot cards, uh, oracle cards, augum sticks, Ouija boards, you name it, whatever you are choosing to use to communicate with the other side, I would say 100%, let's check our traumas before we do that. Everybody. Because you may not realize, oh, hey, I'm not using this because I'm afraid that something is going to come through and it's going to harm me. Is it? Is it really? Because, <laughs> yeah, it, there's always risk involved with all of it. But there is also a big part of it that it really does boil down to that respect and also your boundaries. Boundaries are very something that we as humans should be practicing all the time and do often practice and say, no, I don't want you to come into my space today because frankly, I just don't want your energy there or I don't want you to come to visit. That's okay. And as humans, most of the time, we understand this. It works the same with the spirit world. You can say, no, this is my spiritual boundary. You cannot cross it. And that, you know, when Katie Webb talked about that with, you know, saying, no, you cannot touch me. That's a boundary. That's saying, no, I'm not giving you permission to do this. You may not do this. I will still communicate with you. I will still have respect for you. But as soon as you break that boundary, that respect is gone. That respect is, you may not be in my presence anymore. You need to leave. And we do the same thing with humans. So I think if we approach anything in the spirit world or anything in the cryptid world with respect, and I'm not saying that there aren't cryptids out there that might... (laughs) not understand or be able to communicate with us. And, you know, there is a dangerous aspect. I'm not saying that there's not. I'm just saying that if you go in guns blazing, screaming and shouting, you are definitely going to get the attention of something. And it's probably not going to be the attention you want. I agree. I, I, yes, I think that is very, very, very much it as, as I see it. I, I really like that idea and approach because One thing, again, the new Kirk's made clear is this is kind of my education on the the Ed and Lorraine Warren situation, too. They're of the mindset, the new Kirk's, that you are the one that can solve your problems. Like if you are having some weird spirit activity in your house, you're the one that controls the boundaries that you just need to adjust them, change them. And, you know, basically, if, if you want to call it banish it, then, you know, you need to have that conversation and banish whatever it is. I grew up very much with that mindset. My mother had that very much. Um, Because, again, I'm here in the new RPN Haunted HQ, and the energy here is very, very different from when I was a kid. Uh, The energy here as, as a child was very not good. Like, everyone was scared. Everyone has stories about how negative it felt. But the thing is, my parents had a very unhappy marriage, um very very and i mean it wasn't like physically abusive but it was definitely like they were hated each other really so there was a lot of like we're just staying together for the kids sort of thing and i don't have any doubts in my mind that that amplified whatever sort of activity was already happening in the house and this house has served as a doctor's office um you know it was kind of a hospicey sort of area for people passing away in the room next to me like it's got a lot of history by the way i found the doctor's sign so it's up on the the mantle um of the fireplace so people will be able to see it in the background but now that i'm here with this place i feel like the energy is extraordinarily different um not at all Uh, the negative energy I remember. Like, I've been able to go up into the attic, in the basement, two places as a kid that I was, like, petrified of being. And in fact, I feel very welcome and almost, I don't know if I would use the word protected, but I I kind of, I just go into them and say hi, and I talk to whomever's there and tell them what I'm looking for, because, I mean, that's just me. I'm going to talk to myself regardless out loud. So I'm like, if you're, if I could just talk to someone else, all the better. So, but it's just magical, I think, how much that kind of change in your attitude and your beliefs of it 
can be. So on Twitch last week, I had someone asking, they had said that they had uh, read something about demons when they were a kid and how that made kind of voices in their head. They said that they got diagnosed as schizophrenic. So I was like, first of all, look, I'm not telling you anything from a, a healthcare doctor perspective, but I said, there is one thing you can do to just make your life easier. And that is to learn more, to, to read things mm-hmm. um, that are not from the scary perspective. I was like, here's some Satanist texts that you can go out and read where it's the opposite. These are people talking about like working with demons in productive ways. Uh, and I know yep. that's enough to terrify some people to go, oh my gosh. But again, not to poop on Christianity, but we do have a, we have a systemic problem in this country of a, a church um, that is completely unlinked from the spiritual aspect. You know, we have a church that preaches kicking your kids out of the house and um, teaches you that that white is beautiful and any other color is sin. And it's like, I oh, also, sorry, I got to pimp this out here too, but Crash Course um, is a great show on YouTube done by the uh, Hank Green and his brother, John Green. Um, they have a great new series called Black American History. And in the first episode, they talk about how Christianity was used to enslave black people in the United States that, you know, because of it, you know, the darker the skin, the more the sin. And mm-hmm. you know, so it's systemically in this country, at least linked with enslaving folks. Now, if you're Christian, again, I don't mean to be pooping in your Wheaties, but that is a huge thing that you have to work on like that, knowing that, or I should say maybe not knowing that because they don't teach that bit um that something needs to be worked on because if we're going into houses and we're leading with that sort of approach but we also now recognize you know that the the catholic church in particular has been you know murdering all these indigenous children and burying their bodies if we're going into a house and trying to cleanse it in the name of the christian god keep in mind that's the baggage you're bringing into the home then uh think of the potential trauma you're actually amplifying and that's something that's always stood out to me from being a kid is like well if you're bringing this specific churches like if you're bringing this one idea of the afterlife in and you're forcing it into this house to kind of kick other stuff out i mean i just think that it's bringing all that additional baggage too all the other large religions all established religions are are responsible in some way shape or form for naughty naughty things you know i'm just saying it that way because i don't you can take that whatever direction you want there's been bad hanky panky there's been bad murder there's all kinds of stuff but again it's it's what sort of baggage we're bringing to the table so i think the problem with the ed and lorraine warren stuff in particular is not only they go around classifying things as evil and announcing that to the world but then their way of fixing the evil was to force something that did actually make evil bad stuff happen down its throat because again, if you're wailed around that cross, are you actually bringing protection to the house? Or are you bringing with you the anger of a thousand, you know, buried orphans that they killed? Because well, seems the other thing too spooky. is the cross was a torture device. Yeah, and so, so if you're wielding essentially a torture device at something. I don't know. I guess maybe that's coming from my pagan roots. Maybe that's coming from that. But even then, it's just one of those things of, does it really have the power that you think it does? And I think that comes with a lot of symbols and a lot of things that we have been taught that have power. Um, I think when it comes to pretty much everything, you should always do your own investigations. Check everything. Check all of your stuff and find out truly where does your information about something come from? And if you can find the truth of where it really is, it is say, for instance, you believing that a cross or another symbol has power, does that come from you or is that coming from something that's been told to you repeatedly as a child or has been indoctrinated into your brain that this is the only thing that has power? Well said. And why should you believe that? If it's not your words and it's not your belief and it's just been forced into your brain and it was someone else's belief, do you really believe it? We are at Chaos and Shattered, we are 100% about question everything and learn everything you possibly can. We are all about growth and all about expanding our own minds and seeing where it comes from. But the more that we expand and the more that we learn, at least personally for me, the more I realize the Christian religion that I was raised in 
the Jesus that I learned that was wonderful and loving, he is wonderful and loving. But everything that was based around him is not so wonderful and loving. That's it. That's really it. Because I always feel so guilty. Again, you know, spoiling people's sort of thing. And and I, we've got negative reviews on iTunes for it saying, but out of my Christianity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the problem is those two are unlinked. You know, again, what's what's going on at the church level is not what I think should be going on in the spiritual level. Because if you want to practice those things, they tend not to go hand in hand. I'm a guy that doesn't believe in like any organized religion, really. I think I think the second it becomes organ, my problem is the word organized. That's the part I don't like because <laughs> organized means not authentic to you. It means structured by others. I mean, that's what an organization is. Like it is a something mm-hmm. put together that has standards and they they are not about accommodating your personal wants and beliefs. And again, that goes for all organized religions. I'm not... I know we rip on one in particular because we both come from that background. Myself, I luckily dodged the bullet of going to church, but but also a thought that came up earlier is interesting that my father was someone who said he never believed in ghosts and all of that, but he was very afraid of Ouija boards, which to me tells me that he's got an internal lie going on somewhere, you know, consciously or subconsciously. He doesn't believe, yep. so he says, but he contradicts himself by believing. And that is a problem, I think. Like, I think if you have that kind of internal conflict going on, whether you're addressing the conflict or not, I wouldn't be surprised if you sat down with a Ouija board and got weird results. Because again, you're not really one with yourself. Uh, Know Thyself came up during Matt Oren's presentation at uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kepru this weekend. And then I was listening mm-hmm. to last podcast on the left, I was listening to the Blavatsky series for HPB and... Uh, just so interesting that know thyself being such a big aspect. I think that's where we need to go. And that isn't where organized religions push people towards these days because they don't want people to know thyself. They usually want you to rely on them so that you're financially supporting the organization. Because if if you can go home, you know, again, if the answer is like go home and create your own personal altar to God and have that connection in your own house, then that's not going to encourage the people to come back to church of whatever kind, temple, et cetera, et cetera, and worship there. It's those two are opposed and it comes down to me being a capitalist thing of like following the money. Uh, are you yep. are you showing up on the weekends out of a true want and dedication or are you showing up because you're told you have to? And that's something we saw Devin Hunter talk about recently on Twitter when it comes to uh, paganism and just your own personal occult beliefs is feeling OK to take a break with it. That's how I've mm-hmm. always been with my practice is like. If I feel spiritual at a time, I'm going to dive into it. And if I'm not, that's fine, too. But I always kind of come back around. And the ultimate thing is not feeling guilty about it or that you must do something. Because I think that's when it gets to be not yours and no longer authentic. That is, oh my gosh, does that resonate with me? Oh, so that up until probably last year was something that I was dealing with. And I was always, you know, feeling guilty that I didn't make every pagan holiday and every moon Mm. cycle and everything I was supposed to do and all the books I was supposed to be reading and I was supposed to be journaling and I was supposed to be doing all this. And I realized I was putting so much pressure on myself as a witch, as a practitioner of paganism in any path. My my path is very eclectic. I resonate more with Norse, but ultimately it's very eclectic. But at the end of the day, I was putting so much pressure on myself to try to do all of this. And then I would feel so much guilt. And I eventually had to do some shadow work to find out why I was feeling guilty. And it stemmed from my roots of being part of the Christian church. And again, this is not really ripping on the Christian religion as a whole. If you want to follow Jesus, please do. I have encouraged many of my Christian friends. I'm like, being a follower of Jesus is wonderful. He was a great teacher. He did so many amazing, wonderful things. But the religion that was formed around that was not good. That was more based in capitalism and the church. 
And if you actually research the history of Christianity, you will see that as well. I took a lot of religion classes and learned that myself, and it was not great. Um, And this was while I was still Christian, I took these classes. So it was kind of very eye-opening. But going back to what I was saying before was I was feeling a lot of guilt. And that guilt comes from being told in the church, you have to show up on Sunday, you have to show up you know, once, twice, three times a week, however many times your church services are, you have to be there, you have to tithe, you have to follow this, you have to read your Bible every day, you have to journal, you have to pray, you have to read it. By the time you get done, you have no time left for yourself. And you are not taught to know yourself. You are taught to know what the church is telling you. Mm-hmm. And that's where really when it comes back to the paranormal, knowing yourself, setting your boundaries. And if you want to be working with the paranormal in any respectable way, you need to check where your boundaries come from. And if they're coming from you, they're probably pretty darn authentic. But if they're coming from somewhere else and you can't figure out why you feel this way, why you're afraid of something, you need to look back in your history and see if somebody had told you that or taught you to believe that. Because if somebody else taught you to believe that, that's not you. That's their belief. That's their belief that they forced on you. I, we're not forcing you to think one way or the other. The only thing we're telling you to do is go out and research for yourself and know yourself. And these are just our opinions. And we love you guys for everything that you do and any path that you want to follow. If you want to be a Christian, great, follow Jesus' teachings. It's fantastic. If you want to be a Buddhist, be a Buddhist. If you want to be a pagan, be a pagan. If you don't want to worship any god, that's great. And if you want to work with demons, do it respectfully. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that the really important thing uh, in there, like you said, work with Jesus if you want. I think that's great because we all should remember that Jesus hung out with prostitutes and would totally be out there supporting mm-hmm. trans rights and stuff like that these days. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because I mean, it's really explicitly said in the material, the OG stuff, not your mm-hmm. pastor, not your scary uh, fear-mongering person that you have had to attend as a child who told you to hate yourself and your body. Uh, Jesus would be hardcore on the office. That I, I think I may have talked about this before with you somewhere, but if anyone wants to look up <laughs> BYU, Brigham Young University, there's a meme that's out there. Mm-hmm. So BYU is the super um, Mormon college in Utah. They have a funny meme floating where it's the Brigham Young's code of how you should dress and where, you know, what you should be wearing. And it talks about not having long hair and not having, you know, um, X, Y and Z clothing and blah, 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 blah. Uh, And the picture of Jesus that's right next to it. Jesus has all of the things they tell you not to do, which, again, like, (laughs) I feel like if there is a real like some sort of like author god that's writing history i feel like they're looking at us and loling and be like guys look i'm giving you the cheat sheet right there i mean come on look this is not the same person you're i i share the idea that if people aren't careful i think um i think everyone's gonna go in the afterlife where they think that they should go and so i think (laughs) this is my personal belief and i'm not pushing this on people but i think that means everyone should be really really cautious because if you're out there espousing hatred and stuff like that be careful you're not accidentally worshiping the thing you're supposedly against and i uh you know i just don't know if everyone's gonna make it to heaven they think they're going to Uh, specifically in america because we got a lot of that but yeah it's it's about knowing thyself i mean what it's about being comfortable with what makes you uncomfortable. I think that's a huge aspect, or at least in my personal growth, that was it. That's why I, as a, a college student, sought out all the spooky, terrifying things, because now I can't find anything that scares me. Um, and, and you could try and tell me, well, go summon demons. Been there, done that. Try and summon scary demons. <laughs> Tried to summon the spookiest. Like, what do you, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think people would be very surprised surprised by how much control they have over and again when nothing really scares you anymore and i'm i'm using that kind of loosely uh yeah i wouldn't be surprised if you'd stop having problems with stuff i I think that's a Mm -hmm. lot of why this house has become more comfortable to me as well is because like i really don't think there's anything you could do to scare me out of here like whatever it is i'm a have a, a knowledgeable base of people i can talk to and of Uh, my own personal learning and personal comfort level. And so it's like, well, we have to shift the conversation, whatever the entity is like, okay, you're not going to scare me. So 
do you want to have tea? Like, again, it goes back to the idea. Want to sit and have <laughs> snacks? Because the scary approach isn't going to do it. So you're going to have to work in my ballpark of doing something fun and pleasant because the other types is not going to get you any reaction. You'll probably get like banished out of the house or worse. I don't know. I always jokingly talk to you about <laughs> sapping those people, sapping that negative energy and turning it into something good. If all energy is, you know, transferable. Transmuting then... the energy. Definitely. And it's funny, the more that you talk about this, the more that I'm realizing that it's not just um, in terms of the Christian religion that does it as well. Mm-hmm. The, in paganism, for the longest time, I had a group of, yeah, quote unquote, friends who told me that I was not allowed to work with certain deities because I wasn't strong enough to work with those deities. And I think when it comes to knowing yourself, it's one of those things that if you want to work with a specific deity, go research the crap out of them. See if that that's something that you really do want to do. Research them, work with them. They may want to work with you and you never even know because somebody has told you no, work with them because you're not strong enough or you shouldn't work with them because of X reason. And yep. I'm sorry, but it's bullshit. It's really bullshit. I think whatever scares us, we need to find out why it scares us. That's it. And I think that it goes even back to humanity of if you are afraid of your neighbor because of the fact that their skin color is different from yours, where does that come from? Yeah. Does that come from someone in your childhood saying, oh, you need to be afraid of them because of X reason? That's not your fear. That's someone else's fear. And I think when it comes to the paranormal, yes, we should have a healthy respect for everything. Um, We should have a healthy respect for anything that is deemed, quote unquote, dark or dangerous. Yes, but I don't know if we necessarily need to fear it because I think that fear is coming from somewhere else. And yeah, there's probably stuff out there that really just doesn't want to play nice with us. And that's okay. It can go do its thing and I'm going to go do mine. The same with you. You should go do your thing. Research what you want to. Learn about what you want to and grow your mind and grow yourself and know yourself strong for all the gardening references (laughs) strong agree i i think i i just i i really think that that the last thing i can add on that is um things often become things often live up to the standards of what we give it to live up to so i hear this a lot in like child development sort of stuff that if you you know kind of tell a child that this is what their limitations are that's what they'll often develop the limitations of um I think if we paint someone as an evil entity, I think that that's kind of what it has the option of growing to be. So really, I agree strongly. Have healthy boundaries. Try and look at things less like it wants to hurt you and ask maybe how it can help you and how you can help it. We live in a really weird topsy-turvy world where... Uh, I, I think, again, with us entering like this kind of age of Aquarius and everything, I think a lot of people are seeing, I, I go back to this, but in the U.S., you know, we, we found that all of our tax dollars have been, you know, continued to be used to hurt people and not help people. And we see all sides of the aisle being like, yeah, we just we want the money. We don't want to help folks with it. Like, yeah. No, we're not going to participate in anything good. We're going to not cancel student debt. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do anything that's, you know, deemed useful to humanity. And um, I hope it's resetting people's priorities. I know it has mine. I know my my mm-hmm. opinions have very much changed in this last year or so that I'm like, well, that's why I'm coming back to my roots and trying to make something self-sustaining here. Because uh, mm-hmm. I just I want to work with good friends that have similar beliefs instead of feeding into systems that want to take my money and use it against me. Lobbying is a great example of that. You know, where do you spend your money? Are they, are they turning around and using it against you? And because a lot of companies Mm -hmm. do that. So I don't know, but I think this is a lot of churches do that too. Yeah. Not just a Christian churches, but some other churches do that too. And so, you know, check again, where are your belief systems? Where are they essentially putting their money where their mouth is? That's it. If they're saying go out and love people, but yet behind the scenes, they're creating fear mongering and racist crap. Are they actually working in your best interest? I will be proud. I will be proud to say that this show will always stand up 
against people abusing minority groups and just beating up on people mm -hmm. that are down like that. That is our uh, our thing here. So I, I will ask again, if anyone would like to leave us a, a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we tend to get some nasty ones on there every once in a while. So if you want to go and even that out. I would say what means the world to us especially is if you leave just a little comment in there because then it actually shows up. So if you say something even to the effect of, hey, love the show, great topic, whatever you want to say. It doesn't have to be super in-depth or long. But every once in a while we get one being like, I, I'm Trump 2024 and I hope you all die or something. I'm like, well, you are exactly the people I would want a one-star review from, to be honest, because you suck. Uh, now, to all of our people <laughs> that are trying to support us and everything, go go wipe those stains off of our our page there if you got the minute. Um, also, we're going to be playing with the Ouija board and stuff more here in the future. So thank you for having, letting us have this relaxed fit. I know we kind of went everywhere. And again, to our Christian friends that always follow along and listen and cheer us on from the sidelines, know how much that means to us. And we appreciate people in all of their different organizations of faith for speaking mm -hmm. up and changing the way it is done within those organizations. Because if they're, if they're, whoever it is, whatever group, like you said, it can absolutely and does totally happen in pagan circles. Speak up because mm -hmm. there are a lot of fear mongers. I just the other day unfollowed someone that was retweeting really creepy, invasive astrology stuff for celebrities. I was like, this is disgusting because they were like this lady was doing uh, astrology and saying, well, this is why this celebrity does X, Y and Z. And I'm like, honey, get out. That is not your lane. They are not asking you for it. You do not know them personally. You're, you might even be taking the wrong birthday off of like things online because not all celeb stuff that's posted is legit so you're just then mm -hmm. misleading your own audience and that brings in these big questions of like how much are you profiting off of doing astrology for your folks and is any of it real and legit or are you just sucking money off of innocent people that think you're cool and so again there's a lot of that going around um speaking of there's this, a lot of that going around so impactful um there's just yeah you know me i hate cancel culture uh, but there's, there's been some really good call outs for folks in the paranormal that have made me really, really aware of some, some shady stuff. So follow people mm -hmm. that have a good heart and put that out there. And, um, yeah, people that, that wear their heart on their sleeve and all that. That's, that's the sort of thing I like. So we're looking at doing, um, we're looking at having our good friend Katie Webb back on. We freaking love Katie Webb. Um, we're talking to her. Maybe we'll get her in here for August to do something with the house. If not, then we're going to maybe see if she can do something in October. We have talks with Devin Hunter for coming back to do, it looks like September. And what we're going to try and do, if their schedules are amenable and everything, we're going to try and have them by for an interview and a chit chat. And then on the following Saturday, like right after that episode, we're going to see if their schedules let them come by to actually lead or participate in one of our virtual seances. We've gotten a hold of so much cool tech, and that includes Tarot, Ogham. Uh, we got the EEG that was just delivered thanks to Flow Time. We have yes. you also have your new deck, the the uh, Lenormand deck. Yes, as well. I do. Plus the yeah. uh, Green Witch Oracle deck, which is really, really mm -hmm. cool. That one we're trying to see for what sort of uh, things to bring into the house. It's funny because the first card that I pulled asking for the house to like what it might want was corn. And this is a very big corn growing area here, like a uh, very, oh, very wow. well known for it. So I was like, oh, that's it's almost corn picking time, too. I'm sure there well, might actually be something. Um, yesterday, you know, yesterday of today, um, it kind of bridges over the next like two days. Um, but it's uh, Lugnasa or Lamas season, the, the pagan holiday, which is associated with corn dollies. Well, it was really did, did you so that, see? That's really funny that you pulled that out. That's so cool. I love that. The Lenormand one, uh, when I did my first like real poll from it asking a question, it was the dog, the gentleman, and the sickle, which is about harvest there. And I was like, holy crap, if this isn't Louie myself and oh, something wow. about growing and harvesting stuff like i'm like i i don't know what is and it was all out of order like their oh, numbers so awesome yeah i was worried at first they might all just be like stuck together but all the numbers were switched up so clearly my shuffle had worked and i just thought that was really really interesting that it 
that is that very kind of interesting. Uh, also, I did just see a tweet from Michelle Ooh. saying that if you guys did want to still attend the gather <gasps> and see those classes, you can still buy the tickets. Oh. So go to keparu.org and click over on gather and you will still be able to buy the tickets and still get access to those classes. She did just tweet that. So it is confirmed. Woo! So there you go. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. Great, great, great. Yeah. So folks get out there, grab yourself a ticket. I mean, it was just phenomenal. It's something like, I don't know, 15 or 20 sessions. I think you're going to get access to. So it's quite a lot. It's somewhere lot. in that range. Yeah. Get in there. Um, we may, we're, we're, we're just going to see if we might be able to provide you guys a little bit of that, that live interview. We'll see uh, what they want to do with that. But we're going to drop a review on everyone of the event. You already know it's going to be real awesome because we've had an absolute blast. It was very much about like ESP related work, astral work and beyond. Um, oh, mm -hmm. I'll toss out something, Pagan. I'm, I'm not listing this up on the website yet, but I um, got a little homesteady kind of vibe the other day. And I made my very first batch of homemade like hand salve sort of stuff. It's I saw all, that on Twitter. Yeah, it's all natural ingredients. It is lard um, that I personally gather from like cooking bacon and stuff. And it's all clean and, you know, dealt with in that way. And it's honey and, and beeswax. So it's great. I make it especially because Louie gets a little chapped nose and it's totally edible by dogs, which is good because you can't use Vaseline or anything like that for them. That's toxic. Uh, so if anyone's interested, DM me on Twitter or you can use the Revelator website. I, I might put it up there, but right now I'm just making some for friends on the side. Um, if you want some, let me know, but I'm, I'm having an absolute blast kind of getting back to nature and just my roots here. So I look forward to doing more of that in the future with everybody. Uh, but the next seance we're looking at doing will actually be this weekend. So this episode's probably going to get your ear holes today, Monday the 2nd. At the latest, if something goes wrong, it would be Tuesday the 3rd. But just so you know, this Saturday, and that will probably be at our typical 6 p.m. Eastern time slot. So look mm -hmm. out for that. I also apologize. There's probably been some weird audio stuff today, the road noise potentially. I also noticed my microphone's been zapping me with some extra sound, which I'll get figured out. But, you know, new tech setup, new everything plugged in in different ways. So thanks for bearing with me on that note. Uh, but once that all gets settled, we're, we're getting back into the routine. We should have a monthly preview post up on the website here in a sec that will just walk you through all the goodies for the month. And I look forward that to... That will be awesome. Yeah, keep plucking away at this. So... Everyone out there, stay super, super safe. Life is still crazy. The yes, Delta variant is crazy. Be good to yourselves um, mentally, physically, and beyond. And Pagan, thank you for everything. I just, it's been an absolute blast doing these last couple it's free talk It's been a blast episodes. to be here with you as well. Ah. I'm so happy that you're finally in the new house and that you're getting settled. Yeah. And that we get to get back to business. I it's know. Great. <laughs> I know. This weekend's going to be so, so fun. So tune in. We're going to be seeing what spirits of the land come out and chit chat with us. Um, we also will probably be doing just a little bit of a flexible time this month. So uh, bear with us if we have to switch any of these like subject matters around to keep the dates pre-lined up but as as guests um you know give us yeses and nos for times we might just bump around what day we're going to talk to what spirits or something like that so thank you to everyone out there it's been so flexible if you'd like to become a member we urge you go over to revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe you can hop up there get access to our bonus audio which we're going to get back to uh we are going to, oh, that gets you access to some of the behind-the-scenes posts that go up, uh, get you cool roles on the, the Gilded server so that you can hit by revelatornetwork.com forward slash Gilded. We'll take you to a quick application page. Super simple. Asks you what shows you listen to, and uh, if you're already a member of the thing, it just asks you for that stuff. Just take it easy. Put in some stuff that you love, Chaos and Shadow, etc., etc., and we'll just approve you get you in there and could chat with all kinds of cool friends about paranormal stuff and life uh, we have a good vibes area for people that are you know mm -hmm. struggling in these really strange times so join in on the fun and i think that's gonna do it for me this week so everybody like i, I said so. stay safe and we'll catch you next week with new episodes of chaos and shadow pagan's witchy corner and more goodbye everyone Bye guys